to see the demon in you doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say. going down welcome back to the fuck this shit podcast it's your boy dre back again you already know we start the podcast the same way each week thank you for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker it means everything to your boy uh first off apologies you know what i'm saying for missing a week last week but y'all know that i gotta i gotta ethos here you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna put out no bullshit to y'all I'm not going to rush no shit. I had a busy ass week. I hopped on here and tried to put something together kind of in the crunch. 20 minutes in, I was like, this is garbage. Threw it out. You know what I'm saying? We just had to miss some time. Uh, but with that being said, we back, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's 150 fucking episodes. You know what I'm saying? Go back. You know what I'm saying? Listen to most. If I miss a week to go listen to some old shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. Go see, go see how the podcast started off. I get paid for that too. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of getting paid, you can uh, become a subscriber for a measly $5 a month. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't like Netflix out here running you up. $14, password sharing. Share your password. Do your thing, man. Fuck what they looking at. But no, uh, $5, you subscribe on Spotify. You get the episodes early. You don't have to listen to ads. And then, you know what I'm saying? You get to be a part of like the financial part of this. Maybe I'll quit my job one day and get to do this. You get episodes three, four times a week or something like that. And that'll be because of you. <laughs> If you don't want to do that, you know what I'm saying? You can do some of the free shit. There's a link in the show description. You can follow all of the social media platforms. You can go on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review. You can leave a review on Spotify. You can tell a friend to listen to the podcast. You can walk around, you know what I'm saying, with one of those billboards on in the middle of the street that says FTS, and you can dance all around, you know what I'm saying? But uh, all of that stuff is free. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Um, I don't really got a whole lot else as far as uh, pleasantries are concerned. Uh, I started the episode off with big technical difficulties. Uh, I've been trying to get this episode started for y'all for almost an hour now. So I'm trying to stay in a positive mindset and not let this defeat me because, you know, it's easy to be like, ah, but anyway, uh, it's been a while since we had one of these and we missed the episode last week. I feel like I owe you something. So, uh, let's hit one of these up. I hit the, I hit the. <laughs> Y'all, I tell you the technical difficulties today have been ridiculous. But this motherfucking song don't play. Nigga story time. Real nigga story time. Before we get into the real nigga story time, I want y'all to know if that motherfucking jingle wouldn't have played, y'all would have been another week down with no episode, boy, because I'm one technical difficulty away from going off the grid. I'm throwing off the way my phone. I ain't doing shit else. Anyway, real next story time. So I'm in Houston about four years now. 
And uh, when I when I first start working at one of the places I work now, I start taking my clothes to the dry cleaners because uh, it's easier. Honestly, we got to wear like dress shirts and aprons and shit. It's easier to just let somebody else press that shit up for you. You know what I'm saying? And then you just put it on. So we start going to these dry cleaners and I fuck with them heavy. They got good, good prices. Not, not cheap, but not, not, you know what I'm saying? They're not gouging you. Reasonable prices, good service. If I come in there and I tell them I need it fast, they'll get it to me fast. If I don't need it fast, it's like, it's, it, it felt like a good relationship we had. If I walked in there and I had time, I'd be like, oh, take y'all's time on these. You know, I don't need them until, you know, I don't need them for like four days or some shit like that. And they'd be like, all right, bet. If I need them in like a day or two, I can come in there and be like, yo, I need these like tomorrow, Loki. And he'll be like, oh, tomorrow? If you come right at close type shit and he'll make sure my shit was done every time, bro. I, it was the, it was the best service relationship I had had in like a while. It was my dog. Do I know his name? No, I don't know his name, but he was my home anyway. Around the time the pandemic comes, we move and we move kind of far away from this dry cleaner. It's not super far, but it's definitely not close anymore. And, you know, I'm trying to save some money or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to get some stay flow and we about to be the dry cleaners. I'm not going to the dry cleaners no more. I'm about to just press this up myself and we about to call it a day. Well, recently, we decided to start taking the clothes back to the dry cleaners. So I'm like, I'm going to pull up on my mans again. I'm going to go to the same spot. There's no reason for me to go and explore other new places. And also, you know what? Let me just be completely honest. I did kind of go explore other new places. I called around to the places that are like right by where I live now. But when they start telling me how much they were charging to dry clean these clothes, I about told them that they could eat dicks. I was just like, oh, no, thank you. No, I'm good. I'm good. I don't even need clean clothes. Pigpen is on every episode of Charlie Brown, and he's just as important a character. I'll go to work dirty. Fuck that. You know, obviously not that deep. But before I pay these motherfuckers, they was talking about, I think I called them talking about eight shirts and six aprons, and they were still talking to me something about $70. They nigga, $70, bro. Are you about to... Now, I didn't ask. I'm not, I, was, I wasn't trying to buy eight shirts and six aprons. I was trying to have you dry clean anyway. So I end up going back to my man's, right? And off top is different. First of all, he's not there as often as he was there before. He used to be there anytime I was there. I only seen him one time since I've been going back. But whatever, right? Cause and I, I could be wrong. This could be racism. I assume that the women who work in the back were like, I thought one of them was his wife. And then the other ones I thought just worked for them were like maybe the one who's his wife, maybe he's his sister, but I thought they were family, like very close family. You know what I'm saying? Either we are married or whatever. They could just be from the same ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? Because when I think about it. I never seen anything other than them being the same color to make me think that they would be together. So, I mean, you know, whatever. I'm just being honest. But anyway, she's still not as good as it was before. But I'm not tripping because 
you know, like sometimes you catch somebody on an off day. Like we get the clothes back the first time and they just don't look quite as good as they normally look. And they didn't put any creases in the middle of my aprons, which is like, I shouldn't really have to ask you to do that. You know, I've been coming here. I know it's been a while, but I was coming here for years and I never had to ask you to crease my aprons. You just did it. But whatever. Right. So bring them back. It's like, hey, can you make sure you crease the aprons? You know what I'm saying? No problem. Right. Decrease the aprons. Whatever. Take those loads back. Get another load back. And again, they weren't terrible. They just, uh, right? Well, then I go back this third time, right? And now it's time that I need to explain to y'all kind of how it works when you walk in this dry cleaner. Because I don't know if they're all exactly the same. This is really the only dry cleaner I've ever used. When you walk in, if you're just picking up shit, if you're just picking up shit, you walk in and you give me a phone number, they go to the back, they get your shit, they hang it up, they tell you how much it is, you pay them, and then they give you your clothes. That's how it works every time you go in there, right? Real simple fucking exchange. This week, I go in there, or this last time I go in there to pick up my shit. And the lady has my number, goes and gets my clothes, hangs them up. And then she says, oh, last time you were here, you didn't pay for your stuff. Which off top, y'all, I'm like, yes, I did. Like I haven't, I haven't come here and got anything for free ever, which not like I wanted anything for free. I thought we was just, you know, simple fucking business relationship where I pay you for a fucking service and then you do it, but whatever, right? I'm like, yes, I did. I paid for whatever the fuck it is you're talking about. I paid for it because that's how y'all do it here. Basically, there's no way to not pay for it. She's like, no, no, no. You didn't pay for six of your aprons last time. I said. Yeah, I did. I said, how much do you have that I paid last time I was here? She said, yo, you only paid $18 last time you were here. I said, the fuck I did. Every time I've come here, I paid between $30 and $45 for my laundry. Now, it's because it's a decent amount of laundry. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not saying it was overpriced or nothing like that. That's just what I spent every time I've ever been here. I've never spent less money than that. So she's like, no, you didn't pay for it, whatever, whatever. Which at this point, and y'all are going to have to tell me whether or not I'm wrong or not. Because this is where I'm getting irritated. I've been doing business with y'all for years. We've never had an issue ever, right? And one of two things happened here. Either you told me the correct price when I was here, I paid you the correct price, and somehow in your system, you only checked off one of the items or two of the items or whatever and left one of them like stated as unpaid. Or when I came and got my stuff last time, you did tell me the, you didn't tell me the correct price. You only told me the price for the things minus the six aprons, but I, your customer don't remember that. Your repeat customer who's been fucking coming here, spending money with you 
Are you about to sit up here and beat me down over 13 motherfucking dollars? Because the thing is, I'm not frustrated about the money. I'm frustrated about the fact that I'm paying you twice for something. Like I got 13 fucking dollars. So then the lady's like, like, I'm trying to like, really, y'all know me. I'm not being like no kind of way with her at first. I'm just telling her like, no, that doesn't make any sense. So she's not hearing me. So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I just give her the $52. I gave her the $52 for the clothes and I'm about to walk out. And then y'all, it's just, I feel like I had a black Karen moment. I feel like this whole episode, this whole real nigga story time segment is really black Karen, bro. Like Dwayne Jackson and Dwayne Jackson and black Adam. It's Dre and black Karen. I turned around, y'all, and I said, wait. I just can't for the life of me understand how you would literally lose someone's business who've been coming in here consistently over $13 over something that one way or another was, in truth, your mistake, not mine. So then she's like, well, you know what? Next time you come, we'll just do it all for free. Y'all, I don't know why. I was like, I don't want you to do all my shit for free. Like, that's not what I asked you to do. What I want to do is, and I look, y'all, I'm, I'm holding up the fucking receipts from the clothes that I actually got today is. I said, what I want to do is I want to pay for these shirts and these aprons and walk out of here like I do every other time I come to your dry cleaners and we'll be fine. Oh, well, um... And this is, y'all, I ain't gonna lie. I know earlier I said I may have been slightly racist for saying that I think that they're married because they're just the same color, but that's not true. They renovated that dry cleaner since I've been there and I swear to God he was referring to that woman as his wife. And this this lady had the nerve to try and play me like, oh, well, the manager, he's not here right now, so I have to wait for him to come back. Nigga, he's not the manager. He's your husband. You think I'm slow? Like, what? Got me over here questioning myself. So then she's like, um, well, it's okay. It's a, And you got to think, there is a language barrier here. So, it, but it's, it's like she's used, I've heard, the thing about it is, y'all, is that I'm almost 100% sure that they're Indian. Nigga, they speak English in India. Not like it's their language, but if I'm not mistaken, it ain't nowhere in the world where English isn't the first language where more speak more where more people speak English fluently than India. I think that's like an actual stat. Regardless of that, I've been coming here for years. I know she speaks English just fine. All of a sudden, she don't speak English. Like, she's like, what I'm saying to her is not making sense. She's like, oh, well, uh, well, it's a, right now, it's already zeroed out. So we'll just wait for him to come back. She was like, but it's all taken care of for now. I'm like, you have 52 of my fucking dollars in your hand. Of course, it's all taken care of now. What the fuck are you even talking about right now? But I'm just like, you know what, whatever. I take my shit and I leave. 
Y'all, I was so pissed off. And this is how, this is why I'm saying it was straight black Karen shit, bro. I was so pissed off. I'm on some, I got to write a review shit. I've only written a review one other time. And I felt like it was a black Karen moment then too. So when I went to that fucking donut shop, stood there and that lady had me stand in her donut shop for like seven real life minutes and didn't say a word to me. I'm the only nigga in the donut shop. But anyway. I'm like, I'm about to write a review. Like, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't believe they they treated me like this type shit, right? But then I'm like, no. I'm not about to do no caring ass shit, writing a review. Like, I'm about to just let it fucking go. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna go back, but I'ma just leave it at that. Y'all, I got home and pulled my dress shirts out. And seeing them motherfuckers didn't even press the sleeves. Boy, I got right the fuck on Google, nigga. These motherfuckers. Bro, I had to, bro. One star. One star on your bitch ass. They charged me twice for the same shit. They don't do shit. And Smooth put the... Look, look said some white shit. The... the, the, the <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> the service has really gone downhill at this establishment. While I'm going full on white man bro fuck this shit i gotta know man y'all gotta let me know man have you ever left has someone ever pissed you off so bad that you left a review or how do you feel about leaving reviews like negative reviews not positive reviews because i i big up a place in a heartbeat you you do me good enough i'm i love to leave you an outstanding review on your website, on Google, whatever, just because it's easy and working somewhere where they look at them damn things, I know more often than not, somebody gives a fuck. So I'm like, boom, I'm gonna do the positive joints for you. But negatives, I've only left two in my life. And I'm telling you, I felt real Karenistic when I did it. But it had to be done. You're not gonna rob me. And then treat me like I'm in here trying to get over on you and then I get home and you didn't even do what I paid you twice to do please anyway we're gonna take a quick little break for those of y'all who don't have that little five dollar subscription saying we're gonna earn these funds the other way and then we'll be back with uh another segment All right, y'all. So I've been doing some planning. I've been doing some pre-planning. I've been doing some, you know what I'm saying, some reorganizing, some podcast structuring and shit like that. So, you know, we got things that niggas ain't had before. When I tell you that we actually got titles for all the segments, I got segments for all the things I want to do. And we got so many segments, you'll never get them all in one episode. It'll be some episodes, you'll get some shit. Some episodes, you may get some other shit. I might mix them up, do them in whatever order I want. But we got segments, baby. It's a nice organized game plan that I'm super excited about. First segment we got, and I don't got songs for all of this or nothing like that, but I'm going to figure it out, right? I'm going to slowly get, you know what I'm saying, little segues done for each one because they're not all going to be songs. Some of them will be different things. Uh, the first segment, man, this is grown-up news. Saying we all adults here, so we got to talk about grown-up shit sometime. We can't just 
come in here and talk about all the wild shit that happens on the shade room, even though the nigga does love the wild shit that happens on the shade room. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So I, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I opened up. I did like a real human thing right there. I know y'all gonna feel this. I opened up my phone to go to the first article and I seen a text message, and I was like, oh, what's this nigga hit me up about? You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing. So something's going to have to wait, because right now, we're getting responsibilities done. Uh, y'all, we're going to jump this one off with... Uh, <sighs> student payments, student loan payments set to resume after three-year pause. The House of Representatives' recent agreement with the Biden administration to lift the student loan repayment uh, memorial, ma, hold on, moratorium. I was trying to add a, a extra, I was trying to make a memorial, I was trying to put another syllable in that thing. Anyway, uh, to lift the student loan repayment uh, moratorium by the end of summer as the U.S. Supreme Court is gearing up to release a ruling on the legality of President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. A deal struck between President Joe Biden and House Speaker Representative Kevin McCarthy on Wednesday, January 31st, voted to raise the country's debt ceiling before a default and also included uh, an adjustment to the administration's effort to provide student loan relief and aid millions of borrowers. Um, Real quick, because I don't think this is going to talk much about the debt ceiling thing. This is one of the reasons why politics is like kind of boring and the reasons why somebody like me who when i swear to y'all if you just you listen to the podcast you already know if you know me you already know but if this you watching this in a clip my individual beliefs about things are very far left-leaning but i fucks with joe biden the reason i fuck with joe biden is because and I don't, I'm not saying that like he is my ideal president, but why I'm saying that I do not hate Joe Biden, I'm not on this like fuck Joe Biden train, right? Is because he really has been able to make things that have been a much bigger deal be a lot smaller things. Like, do y'all remember a few years ago that we was actually like, if you from if you from the town, if you from Oklahoma, I know you remember if you from Lawton because motherfuckers didn't think they was gonna get paid because the last like I can't remember if it was Trump or Obama, I, I really can't. But they've let us be in a position where the government was defaulting on its debts before, and that's basically what the the debt ceiling does. And they do that on some like Republican Democrat partisan shit. It be the Republicans saying we're not gonna pass this because we don't want y'all to look good, basically. And uh, they will literally take hostage the government. Um, And that's what they were threatening to do with this debt ceiling. And all things being weighed equally, Joe Biden gave very little to get that passed. And that is kind of like what a president is supposed to do. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of times I feel like what we expect a president to do are things that aren't actually presidential duties. Like that's not really where you know what I'm saying that's not really where the rubber meets the road when it comes to being the president and the thing about Joe Biden that people don't like is probably the thing about Joe Biden that makes him a good president which is that he's so willing to engage with the other side that a it makes it really difficult for them 
to cast him as like this mega villain. So they kind of have to work with him in some way. Like they have to come up with something because he's not on the other side doing anything. Like, first of all, he's not on the other side being black because when it was Obama, Obama's just black. So they already know that they can say anything and people will believe it. They don't really even have to justify their attacks on Barack Obama. They could be like, he's wearing a tan suit. That's why we won't raise the debt ceiling. You feel what I'm saying? So Biden has that in his, in his, in his corner, but also because of his approach with everyone and everything, if you know someone's never coming at you crazy, you look like an asshole every time you come at them crazy. And he's so boring and moderate that he just makes everything around him look so much more extreme. So he makes Kevin McCarthy, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all those other people, he makes them look even crazier because he's just like this old white man who's just, you know, doing regular shit. So, you know, whatever. That's kind of like my my thing on that, where it's like Joe Biden is like really not. You know what? I, I'm I'm actually say this because this is this is the thing. As a black person specifically, like as far as only the things, only the black parts. Right. If you could isolate being black from being an American, which you can't, which is kind of where I'm going with this, but not to bury the lead. I can understand why black people feel like the Democrats, the Biden administration, really all political entities have fallen short of giving us any real amount of equity and kind of a. reconciliation for the past or even real initiatives that can impact kind of the communities that have been uh, harmed the most. Right. I, I completely agree with that. The American part of us though, still has to deal with like the way the country regularly functions. So little things like being able to get the debt ceiling passed, that's a really big deal. For us, too, because we live here, too. And to when you start looking at who your alternatives are and how well they're able to navigate those kind of basic procedural things, the fact that Trump made the presidency a circus and not an executive branch of the government, that harms us because it harms all Americans. And it's kind of unfortunate that we have to look at things in that light because it always leaves us feeling like we're not getting everything that we want, right? Like we want more, but my only statement to that is always, I'm going to always want more, but I'm always going to take the most available. And a lot of times that's what the Democrats position themselves to be in in a race that you actually have a, a ballot to cast. More likely than not, the person on that ballot who's going to give you, even as a black American, the most is probably the Democrat. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, whatever. Anyway, back to the article. 
Uh, student-led payments have been paused for the past three years since the start of the COVID pandemic. During this time, Republicans have attempted to resume student loan payments, which Biden has repeatedly extended. As part of Wednesday's debt ceiling bill, Biden agreed to restart all student loan payments after August 30th, two months after the Supreme Court is expected to release his ruling on the Biden debt relief plan. This bill does end the payment pause, Shalonda Young. Uh, director of the Office of Management and Budget said in a press briefing, but very close to the time frame, we were going to end it anyway as an administration when it comes to repayment. There is no definite, uh, there's no definitive plan on what the restart process looks like yet for student borrowers, but the pause is set to expire 60 days after the Supreme Court ruling. Student loan repayment dates may also vary from borrower to borrow. Uh, student borrowers interested in knowing when they should resume their federal loan repayments can look towards the federal student aid website for loan counselors. Counselors can look at an individual's financial and employment history and let them know what repayment plan works best and whether they should wait out the 0% interest loan moratorium mor- moratorium period. Um, organizers such as, organizations such as Student Borrower Protection Center, Institution for Student Loan uh advisors also useful tools whatever um yeah fuck y'all for letting them republicans take the house though fuck y'all for that fuck y'all for that i have student loans this shit be personal to me it don't be on a y'all think i give a fuck about Joe Biden. You think I give a fuck about any of these people? I don't know these people. I want my motherfucking student loan forgiveness. I want them to take that $10,000 off my regular shit and I want them to take another $10,000 off because my people ain't have no brands when I was growing up. Nigga got that Pell Grant. You see what I'm saying? That's what I want. And I'm irritated as fuck that y'all motherfuckers don't want that too. Y'all don't want it bad enough. Y'all want to sit up here and pretend like, oh, it's the same, blah, blah, blah. We might as well just have Trump. Trump ain't trying to get you off no motherfucking student loan debt. And some of y'all like, well, I don't have student loan debt. You know somebody who does, nigga. Somebody in the last five people you text, one of them motherfuckers got student loan debt and they can't wait for Joe Byron to figure this shit the fuck out. But it's probably, to be real with you, I don't think it's going to go through. I think the Supreme Court is going is gonna to fuck that whole shit up. Um. And and to be clear, on the student loan shit, that's something that the Republicans are coming for, bro. And that's why I don't even, that's another reason I don't understand why y'all vote for these motherfuckers. Like, why y'all like these people? Why you even entertain the idea of a party who don't want to do nothing but take everything away? Oh, we're trying to do some student loan forgiveness so we can relieve some people's debt. They're like, man, you want to help someone? Hell, we don't help anybody. We don't help, blah, blah, blah. They need to help themselves. Pull yourself up by the bootstrap, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, what? Fuck them dudes, bro. They don't never, I can never fuck with them, bro. I can never, ever, 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 ever fuck with them, bro. Cause that's all they do. They want to reduce everything, take away everything. There's no other possible solution for all of the motherfuckers. Anyway, whatever. Shit, Biden just had to veto the goddamn, uh, the house because they tried to overtone the, the student forgiveness plan that's in the Supreme Court right now. And that's the one that I said, bro, the way the Supreme Court leans, I don't think that that shit's going to go through. I'm praying it does, but I don't think it is. 
And that, as I've said before in this motherfucker, is another symptom of that damn Trump presidency because he got all them fucking justices is. I'm trash-ass justices. He just got three of them bitches, bro. That's fucking crazy. Um, Speaking of these little dusty Republicans, that we got some more... Uh, some more people have announced their nom- nomination. Uh, Chris Christie, uh, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley. Um, some of these people, these are all familiar characters uh, in, in American politics. You may not remember them specifically. Uh, Chris Christie. Chris Christie is that... Uh, I, He's that big hippopotamus looking motherfucker. I mean, I look, I, I want you to know who I'm talking about. I'm not trying to, I don't give a fuck that he's fat motherfucker. He just, you wouldn't really know him any other way. He looks kind of like a cartoon hippo a little bit to me. Uh, you know how I am. I'm going to try and I'm always find a way to get you to get a visual. Anyway, uh, he's the motherfucker who was on some like running for president against Trump before on some like, Oh, how could you even fuck with this guy? And then he loses the nomination. He's like, oh, Trump's really not bad. Y'all just misunderstand him. And then he was like super Trump supporter. Not like in a, you know, in the low key way where they're not like in a big pickup truck yelling MAGA, but they're like calmly explaining why the rest of us are overreacting to Trump's personal life. He was one of them. And uh, he was like, on some COVID denier shit, on some like don't backing Trump on a don't fuck with the vaccine, all of that, all that COVID skepticism shit. And then he got COVID and damn near died. And then he got out the hospital like vaccines for everyone. I was wrong. Da-da-da-da. He was gonna he was gonna fuck around and be white Herman Kane. He was gonna die from COVID to prove a point that he loved Trump, which is wild to me that people was really doing that back then nikki haley is the governor of south carolina you may remember nikki haley because she is the one who took down the confederate flag uh at the south carolina capitol after dylan roof uh went and shot up nine people in a church nine nine black people in a church uh and the, the crazy thing about nikki haley is she did that shit and then tried to do it like I've been brought to the light by this moment that the Confederate flag has no place at the Capitol. That shit, like she's one of the, these motherfuckers always try and act like they just caught up to what the rest of us do. Whenever they decide to make a decision, it's 2018 or some shit like that, I think, when she takes that flag down. And in 2018, you take down the Confederate flag, look around and say, did you guys know that the people who support this flag do not like Negroes. They have in some cases advocated for the murder of black people. I had no idea. Here, I was thinking that this whole flag was just to represent a state's right to, you know, own a black person. I didn't think that they actually didn't like them. Like, what the fuck? Get get out of here, bro. She also had a town hall recently where uh, she said that transgender uh, girls in sports is the biggest threat to women uh, right now, which I'd go with nah. That's like one of those, 
I don't know if y'all remember that game I played with Xavier when it was like the overestimations, underestimations. It's like, how many transgender women do you think are in sports versus, I don't know, how many women do you think die from birthing complications because they didn't have abortion access? Which one of those things do you think happens more often? I would bet you without even looking it up that it's the second one. But, you know, I bet I bet you don't see that as a threat to women at all. You know, how many how many women, you know, let's not even get started because it's like we do not protect women in this country like if you're a woman and you get raped you can go to the police if you wanted to but then the police are just going to treat you like it was your fault and then throw your rape kit you know what I'm saying? In the backlog of this evidence room and they may not see, it may not even get DNA tested for the next 17 years, you know, in some of these motherfucking places, there's a statute of limitations on rape, which is crazy. Like, you should never have a statute of limitations on rape, right? Uh, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's just, this is wild. But anyway, not, not to get too distracted on that. And then uh, the other nominee that they got is uh, Mike Pence. And Mike Pence is the, I, I, I don't know how familiar all of you will be with this terminology. You've probably seen it thrown around here, here recently. I don't know if you know exactly what a cuck is. You know what I'm saying? Like a cuck is somebody who like basically like, you know what? Let's not even let's not even let's not even get into it. If you don't know what it is and you don't have to know, but Mike Pence is one. Let's let's just leave it at that. And especially when it comes to Donald Trump. Donald Trump led a mob of people into the Capitol chanting, hang Mike Pence. And Mike Pence is still on some like, well, I think that we should forgive him. I don't think that you guys understand the kind of guy he is. I look, look, look check this out. Come on, interwebs. Oh, there we go. Mike Pence says Department of Justice shouldn't indict Trump if he committed a crime because America is the symbol of justice. First of all, what in the fuck does that mean? During his CNN town hall on Wednesday, former president and vice president Mike Pence argued that Donald Trump shouldn't be indicted even if the Department of Justice finds he committed a crime. The reason? Because America is the symbol of justice. And when called out for the contradiction between this view and Pence's earlier claim that he is committed to the rule of law, Pence was reduced to stammering through a non-response. And no, we're not kidding. Watch the clip here. Uh, let's see. I can push this to let's see June second. Yeah, I can. I do want to see the clip, so we're gonna. I'm gonna. All right, hold up. This is going to be, I think this is going to be the first one. This is going to be the first one and then the second one. I just want to make sure you guys knew what you were about to see. 
Oh, now I'm going to move. I want you to pull that bitch up. Boom. 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 I mean, we, we just passed through Memorial Day weekend. My parents both grew up on the south side of Chicago. My heart breaks for Chicago and for the violence that's happening in that city alone, but it's happening literally in cities around the country. I, I frankly think we need to take a step back from the approach of the First Step Act. Uh, we need to get serious and tough on, on violent crime, and we need to give our cities and our states the resources to restore law and order to our streets. And I promise you we'll do that if I'm your president. I just want to say, because I've heard other people talk about Chicago, just for the record, the ATF data shows that more than half of the recovered guns used to commit crimes in Illinois in 2021, you know where they came from? Indiana. So I just wanted to put that on the... Uh, that's two things. Uh, first of all, they, they, I know that clip is there for context so that you can see basically how he talks about Donald Trump committing crime versus how he talks about black people committing crimes. Because that's what it is. When, when it's Chicago, then it's, oh, I'm going to get crime off the street. I'm going to I'm gonna give the police officers the resources they need to get guns off the street, whatever, whatever. Which you see, I actually really like the way that uh, the um, moderator came back to him and was like, okay, but like you, you are aware that what the data shows on that is that more than half of the guns that they pull off those streets are from other states. The reason being because they have stricter gun laws in those other states. And that's that's kind of a conversation for a different day. But when people tell you about how like gun laws don't like move gun crime or whatever, or they don't make access more difficult for guns, that's really not true at all. Um, it's the fact that we don't have uniform gun laws from state to state. So if your state has these gun laws, you could just go get your guns from somewhere else and bring them. Uh, anyway. But as soon as I heard the voice. Oh, my God. So the question here is, for, for those of y'all uh, listening, is would you support Trump if he's the GOP nominee? But as soon as I heard the voice and ideals of the 40th president of the United States, I joined the Reagan revolution and never looked back. And I've always supported the Republican nominee for president of the United States, and I'll support the Republican nominee in 2024, especially if it's me. Well, but I just, I just need to follow up on this, because you also say, and I've heard you say this for years, I'm a Christian, I'm a conservative, and a Republican in that order. You just spent a lot of time, both here and earlier today, explaining why you think that the former president did not uphold his oath to the Constitution. So then how can you say that you would support him if he's the nominee? Well, because I don't think Donald Trump's going to be the nominee well, what if he in the is? Republican Party. I, I don't think he's going to be the nominee. Well, what if he is? I have great confidence in Republican primary voters. Uh, we, have a, we have a field of strong and experienced candidates that uh, grew by one today. And I truly do believe that people here in Iowa are going to recognize the challenges that we're facing and a quick pause. How when somebody asks you a question about somebody else being a nominee, you don't even answer it with because I'm going to be the nominee. He's like, well, we got a great field. Anyone can win, bro. You don't even believe in yourself. Why the fuck are you wasting our time, bro? Understand anyway. that different times call for different leadership. The American people don't look backwards. We look forward. 
And I truly do believe whatever the polls show and whatever the pundits are saying, that when the time comes, the people of Iowa are going to take a fresh look at all of us that have stepped forward. I don't think my old running mate is going to be the Republican nominee for president, and I'm very confident, very confident that I'll be able to support the Republican nominee for president of the United States. And I hope it's me. Yeah. That was actually not what I'm looking for. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it fast enough. What? Okay, there we go. Here's the one we're looking for. If Donald Trump is convicted of a crime and you're elected president, would you pardon him? Well, I, I don't want to speak about hypotheticals. I'm not sure I'm going to be elected president of the United States. <laughs> but I believe we have a fighting chance. I really believe we do. And if you are... And I, and I, I would hope, again, Dana, I, you're, you're as uh, persistent as ever. <laughs> CNN is living up to its reputation. But look, there are real issues the American people are facing. And rather than talking about that, I, I want to talk about what the people here in Iowa are talking about, which is the failed policies of Biden. Yeah, I'm not going to spend any more time going here trying to find exactly what the fuck this nigga said when he said the actual uh, quote that I was looking for. But you got an idea of the fact that this motherfucker ain't about shit, bro. We done wasted enough time on this motherfucker, to be honest, because I can't deal with him. Um. Anyway, in other grown people news, Canada's on fire. Uh, let me tell you what's so crazy about how like America centric our news was. I was like, I wonder what's going on with these fires in Canada. So I'm looking up Canadian wildfires, and everything I'm getting is like. Air quality in New York, U.S. flights grounded, da, 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 like all these U.S. stories. And it's like, I want to know that, too. But what I asked you was. What's going on with the Canadian wildfires, like actually in Canada, the fires there, what's going on? I guess it's a little bit. The story's a little older, too. So maybe that's why. But I just thought that was funny. Uh, anyway, for much of 2023, wildland fires raged in Western Canada in the last few months, blazes flared up thousands of miles to the east as well in the Atlantic province of Nova Scotia. The fires, unusually large for Nova Scotia, forced the evacuations of thousands of people. Smoke billowed from a fire near the town of Shelburne on May 29th when an astronaut on the International Space Station took this photograph. I'm on my phone, so I can't show y'all, but it is crazy. You can literally see smoke all over the country. It's crazy. Um, on May 29th, a satellite captured a wider view of a blaze in Shelburne County. The blaze, grew, the fire grew rapidly to 6,000 hectares, hectares, that's, that's a hectares. That's probably like a metric thing. You know what I'm saying? How many miles is that? Let's, let's find out. Oh, it grew from 6,000 hectares to 17,000 hectares. Okay. How many miles in a hectare? Okay. It's 
point. Okay, so we're gonna say six thousand. Twenty-three square miles. So it was already a twenty-three square mile fire, and then it grew to be a sixty-five square mile fire. That is enormous. That is crazy. If you to visualize this in your mind, that would be. If you drove at 65 miles an hour for one hour in a straight line, unimpeded, everything that you just saw to your right for the same amount of distance that you just drove in depth is on fire. Like, it would... You would literally think you were in hell if you were in the middle of it. That is, I mean, that's crazy. I know that there are states that are smaller than that. I gotta, I gotta ask. How many square miles is Rhode Island? Okay, there's not states that are smaller than that. Oh, all right. hold on. Okay, no, that's not. Rhode Island is way bigger than that. Anyway. Anyway, my bad. Even play as fuck up. Uh, fires have burned in Canada for weeks as the western part of the country experienced a record-breaking streak of hot weather in mid-May. Several regions in Canada had a, also had an abnormality in dry spring. Or I'm sorry. God damn, I can't read. Several regions in Canada also had an abnormally dry spring. Nova Scotia received about half its usual rainfall. Uh, that mixed with the hot weather is what has caused all of these wildfires. Surprise, surprise. This is climate change, y'all. Um, it's crazy. One of the craziest things to me about climate change is if you looked at people on a scale of age, it's like I feel like the older you get, the least likely you are to believe climate change is real. But that makes the least amount of sense because you have the most life experience to just remember it. Like you could just literally remember, dang, the fires didn't used to be 17,000 hectares before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? Is this, is, this, is this what we've been used to the whole time? I don't think this is what we've been used to the whole time. I feel like if you, a 70-year-old, and you're trying to convince me that you don't believe climate change is real, it's just crazy to me because you have quite literally watched climate change exist. Like, you've watched it play out. And now we're living in a world where this kind of shit happens all the time. And this is kind of an important thing to note about climate change. The reason rich people don't care about it is because they know it's not going to impact them in the same ways. Climate change is going to make the earth completely inhabitable for human beings. It's going to change the places where we're able to grow crops. It's going to change the places where people can live. It's going to change how much it costs to live. In short. I don't actually think 50 years from now there won't be people on Earth. There'll still definitely still be people on Earth 100 years from now, 200 years from now. All the poor people will just be dead. Or they'll be kept in conditions where they're like propped up into their like, they'll be slaves basically. The rich people will provide a safe space for the people who can't afford to be rich to live only so that they can produce the goods for them to utilize. 
which is a far cry from what we have now. But that's basically the way I see climate change playing itself out. We're not going to be gone. We're just going to all be enslaved to our rich overlord. Fuck. Um, but we are in America, so we do care about, uh, you know, the way the Canadian wildfires impacted us. And that's another thing is that motherfuckers think climate change is only going to impact them where they are. Like, oh, I don't live anywhere where they have lots of hurricanes or tornadoes or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Some of this stuff is going to, like, have implications that come, you know what I'm saying, that, that travel. Uh, Canadian wildfire smoke disrupts U.S. air travel. The wildfire smoke has cast a, stick, a sickly pup. Paul? Pale? Gotta be, whatever. Over major cities across the eastern United States snarled in air travel Thursday, creating headaches for the big aviation hubs and upending plans for thousands of travelers. At least 415 flights across the country were delayed and another eight were canceled as of Thursday afternoon, according to FlightAware.com. Uh, the Federal Aviation Administration said Thursday that delayed flights bound for New Jersey's uh, Newark Liberty Airport and New York's LaGuardia Airport. The agency warned that delays were possible at airports in Charlotte, North Carolina, Dallas, Philadelphia, New York City's JFK Airport as well. Um, <clears throat> Flight Aware show LaGuardia and Denver International Airport were seeing the most significant disruptions. In a statement, the FAA said it would likely need to take steps to manage the flow of traffic safely into New York, D.C., Philadelphia, and Charlotte due to reduced visibility from the wildfire smoke. In a video on Twitter, the FAA Sam Osme explained that as an aircraft gets close to the airports, they will need to slow down in order to maintain safety, to see the runways, to see the taxiways, so delays are possible due to that. Um, I know some of y'all probably saw those pictures the last few days too, when New York was looking like fucking like one of them fucking disaster movies where it's like some fucking bomb or explosion or some shit then went down somewhere. That New York was looking wild. Um, but again, welcome to climate change, y'all. Don't be tripping on it. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Um anyway. That's all we got for growing up news today. Um All right, y'all. On to the next segment. Told you, man, we got new segments, new titles, you know what I'm saying? Just for organization purposes. The stories ain't really going to change. This is all the same stuff I've been getting. It's just more organized now. New segment, Whose Mans Is This? Whose Mans Is This is a segment dedicated to all of the wild shit that we see people doing. And when you read it, you just think to yourself, Whose Mans Is This, bro? Like, who does these kind of things? Um. Anyway, uh. <clears throat> Come on now, open up my article. Shit, I got my shit streamlined. Y'all don't even know my shit streamlined on the article shit too. I got them all in order. I ain't got to search for them or nothing. Three teens charged after villages swan killed, then eaten. A beloved swan was missing from the New York State Villages Pond on Monday. Wait, New York got villages? I ain't gonna lie. This gotta be racist. But when I read Village in the headline, I thought we was going to be, you know, somewhere else, anywhere else, honestly. Could have been Central America, South America, Mexico, 
You know what I'm saying? I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have thought Mexico, Africa. I definitely would have thought, I ain't gonna lie. I would have thought Africa. Honestly, if you would have been talking about one of those, like, uh, you know, more humid Asian nations, you know what I'm saying? Like the Laos's or the Vietnam's and things like that. I would, I would have believed village there as well. Uh, I did not know that New York had villages. Anyway, uh, three teenagers are now accused of killing the mother swan who was then eaten, authorities say. You know, I'm going to be honest about this too. I am ready for some new meats. I ate all of the cows and chickens and I had buffaloes, fish, shrimp, shellfish. I'm ready for some new meats. I'm ready for some new animals. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't going to lie. If I went and pulled up and a nigga said he was frying up some swine, i try some. <laughs> uh, the three teens face felony charges in connection with the death of Faye, as well as the theft of her four signets, fixtures at the Manalis Swan Pond and Manalis, a southeast suburb of Syracuse. Dang, the teens, friends from Syracuse, were arrested and charged with grand larceny and criminal mischief, both felonies, as well as conspiracy and criminal trespass, both misdemeanors. The 18-year-old suspect was arraigned and released on his own recognizance, police said. He's scheduled to appear in court on June 15th. Y'all better be careful. Y'all better be careful. All of y'all um, grounded birds. I know y'all can fly, but the, but you ducks, you, you geese, you swans, all y'all that like to walk around next to the lake and chill and shit like you best be careful because this is out here hide your kids hide your husbands and hide your wife because they raping everybody out here <laughs> um the other two suspects 16 and 17 were released to their parents because their juveniles will appear in court at a later date it's just not safe. it ain't safe out here y'all this bail reform is getting out of fucking control. I'm just, I'm, I'm just playing. Uh, the teens allegedly hopped the fence overnight over the Memorial Day holiday weekend and captured Faye, who was nesting with her signets, and killed her at the pond in front of her babies. Oh my goodness! This is family and friends did consume family and friends. At least they, at least they shared. I don't know if it's better or worse because they shared. Like you wasn't even in secret about killing a swan. Did they did they tell him? Or was it like, you know, one of them they they YouTubers? We gonna find out they YouTubers, they family sitting there eating it. They like, damn, nigga, this this chicken big as hell. They like, yeah, chicken. <laughs> uh the teens reportedly believed the swan was just a very large duck and did not realize she was not a wild animal, but the property of the village of Manalis. They were hunting is what they told us. Tips from citizens led investigators to the business at the shop plaza for the town of Selena, where they found the two signets. Police, wait. Not a business. Subsequently found out a red, the other two. So they kept the, they kept the babies. Juveniles told, juveniles reportedly told police they want to raise the signets. Signets? Signets? I don't know how to say it. I don't know how you pronounce baby swans. Uh, which have since been turned over to a biology. Swans have been a fixture of the village since 1905. 
A male swan named Manny, who was Faye's mate, was unharmed in the incidents. He will be removed from the pond because he'd be, he could become combative due to the loss of Faye. While not, wow, while noting that swans mate for life. Bro, y'all came up there and broke up a happy-ass home. And then, what kind of business did y'all find these baby swans at? This is why people have rumors about the kind of meat that they serve at different establishments based on ethnicity. Because, you know, I'm not going to lie. As the story went on, I started to doubt that these were white children. These don't sound like white kids to me. And I, listen, it could be. It really could be. They could be Sid from Toy Story or some shit like that. But, you know, I can tell. I can feel that it's racist that I feel this way. I can feel that this is my own personal bias coming in because I'm like village. I was already thinking, you know what I'm saying? And now it's like y'all took the animal and then y'all took it to a bid. Did y'all didn't eat the swan at home, bro? Like, did y'all sell swan? Was y'all selling nigga swan? Anyway, bro, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Anyway. Let's see. What else we what else we got on whose man's is this today? I know it's like, is, is it coming? There we go. 82 year old drug dealer given last warning by court after 24 convictions. There is no time for this octogenarian outlaw to turn over a new leaf. Oh, there's, there's still time. Oh my God. I read it the way it should have been read. There's still time for this octogenarian outlaw to turn over a new leaf. An 82-year-old German marijuana dealer, I guess. It doesn't have a word after that. Uh, I don't think it's an 82-year-old German marijuana. Like an old-ass weed. <laughs> uh, marijuana dealer avoided prison after his 25th conviction Monday, instead being issued a very last warning. The unidentified retired seaman to... <laughs> I'm such a child. The unidentified retired seaman told the court that he wanted to bolster his $855 uh, monthly, I'm sorry, his $855 monthly pension by selling weed, which is illegal for recreational use in the country. Prosecutors had asked the Aurich court, Aurich probably, Aurich court uh, to impose a nearly three-year sentence on the ne'er-do-well because of his lengthy criminal record and existing suspended sentence. The presiding judge took much more took a much more lenient approach classifying his latest crimes as less serious offenses due to his personal circumstances and health complications according to the Deutsche Press News Agency. Bruh. What I'm question, what I want to know is, what were the prior convictions? Has he been, is he been trapping for these 82 years? Are these all 82 drug convictions? And also, they really need to put this man on trial and see if he's one of the uh, remaining uh, motherfuckers who need to be tried from the Nuremberg trials. And the reason why I'm saying that is, you got to be an Aryan for these motherfuckers to let you off 25 times for the same shit. You got to be the whitest of the white. You have to be the pristine image of caucasity to get off on that many charges, bruh. I mean, white privilege only goes so far, bruh. God, dog. 24, 25, bruh. I know 
motherfuckers who they tried to throw the book at on their first charge. Our motherfuckers. You over here talking about 84? I mean, sorry, 24? Nigga, 82? Let that man do what he want to do anyway. Why are we wasting our time trying to police this old-ass motherfucking man? Let him do whatever he wants to do. All right. Next article. Detroit clerk who locked door will before customers will shot will face trial. A judge on Tuesday ordered a Detroit gas station clerk to stand trial for involuntary manslaughter, saying his decision to lock the door and then taunt an angry customer contributed to the fatal shooting of a bystander. Al-Hassan Ayasa continued to pour gasoline on the fire, said George Kenneth King, who found enough evidence to move the case to trial. Uh, Ayasa 22 was working behind the protective glass at 3 a.m. May 6 when customers failed to when a customer's failed attempt to make a three dollar and eighty cent electronic purchase turned into violence. Video shows Samuel McRae repeatedly cursing and insisting he was going to leave the gas station with the items. Three more people entered before Asaya pushed the button to lock the door, keeping the four inside. The scene was volatile. Video shows McCray throwing a beverage against the security glass at the main the door be open. Two men who were subsequently shot testified that McCrary threatened to shoot everyone. If not for the fact that he locked the door, none of this would have happened, the judge said of uh, Ayasha's actions. Ayasha finally unlocked the door just seconds before the third man, Greg Kelly, was shot and killed. Two others were wounded. David Langston, his left arm in a sling, testified that he and Kelly simply wanted to buy cigarettes after a night of partying. Hey, man, we got nothing to do with this. Don't shoot us, Nathan recalled, telling McCreary, I played dead so he would stop shooting. Anthony Bowden said he had visited the gas station to get cash from an ATM. He entered the court with a cane because because of his gunshot wound. I watched it build to an uh, eight before the shooting started. Bowden replied, asking uh, to rate the conflict from a scale of 10. At the point that a nigga starts shooting over 380, I think we at 10, bro. There's honestly a few times that I want to stop in this story, I, I, but the next thing just kept getting better and better. Like, what? Who would do? What kind of dumb motherfucker? First of all, and by to be clear, the dumb motherfucker is the cashier. The man robbing people and shooting people is crazy. He probably got some like mental health issues going on. But a motherfucker who would be like, oh, well, I'm behind a protective glass. So I'm going to taunt this man over four damn dollars. And you're 22, so I know this ain't your story, but you just work here, bro. You're a 22-year-old taunting this man over $4. And then when he tries to leave, your decision is to lock him inside with you and the other three people who are in here until he starts shooting? Bro, ain't no way in hell. I know all them other people is in there suing the store. They got to be suing the store, bro. Why wouldn't you be suing the store? I'm walking in with a sling and a cane. Nigga, I'm about to walk in with an eye patch like Slick Rick. Bro, if, if I get shot because I get locked in your store while you behind protective glass, listen, y'all, I'm coming in in a full body cast. I'm going to have somebody transcribing my words. Like, I can never... And I got emotional anguish. I ain't been able to go in a convenience store since. Give me my money, goofy-ass motherfucker. Uh... The first a defense attorney Ben Gonick acknowledged it was untestable for 
uh, sorry, into, y'all, God, I cannot read today. Acknowledge that it was detestable for Asaya to lock the door and trap customers, but he blamed the fatal shooting on a hot exchange of words between McCrary and Kelly. There was nothing to indicate that Mr. Asaya knew that Mr. McCrary had a gun. Separately, McCrary is facing charges of murder and attempted murder. So the, the cashier is trying to say, I locked him in, but I wasn't the one who, who, who pushed him. I'm not the reason he started shooting, so they can't be holding me accountable for this shit. Boy, no. I got one more article for uh for whose man's is this and when i tell y'all that if this was this was my child i would be in prison a teenage girl found her mom's debit card and spent sixty four thousand dollars on mobile games wiping out her family's life savings a 13-year-old girl in China spent around $64,000 of her parents' money on mobile games this year, wiping out their savings account without their knowledge. Uh, Gong Yuan? God, dog. I just always feel terrible reading these names. I know I'm fucking them up. Learned about the spending spree in late May after receiving a call from a teacher at her daughter's boarding school who worried the child was addicted to pay-to-play games. When Gong checked her bank account, she realized it was left with a bank, oh, excuse me, with a bank balance of only seven cents. She later discovered that from January to May, her daughter has spent sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars buying games, buying game accounts, and almost thirty thousand dollars on in-game purchases. The girl also transferred money to at least ten classmates who wanted to buy game products for themselves, bringing the total cost of the child's months-long binge to sixty-four thousand dollars. First of all, as a motherfucker, how do you not notice your life savings getting spent? I'm this some shit that could never happen to black people. I ain't even gonna lie. We got too much financial anxiety for that. I'm checking my bank account every day, multiple times a day. I open up that app and I check my bank account balance just to see. It ain't no way you couldn't have spent you couldn't have spent a hundred dollars on my account without me knowing sixty four thousand. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it, bro. You might as well have been walking through the hood with a gold rope chain on, bro. If you flashing it, you must not want it. it. If a motherfucker can steal that much money from you and you don't notice it's gone, you don't care. I never thought a 13-year-old girl could do this. Gong told Elephant News, I'm in a daze. My head feels like it's going to explode. Weeping as she spoke, Gong's daughter told Elephant News that she had linked her mother's debit card to her mobile phone but didn't know where the money came from or how much she was spending. Didn't know where the money came from. I linked my mother's debit card to my account, but I didn't know it was coming from my mom's account. You think I'm stupid? Bro, this is why I'm telling you these kids will make you kill them, bro. Like, not... not you got to disclaimer that because motherfuckers really be killing their kids. But you, you get what I'm saying, bro? 13 years old, bro? This ain't no this ain't no six-year-old. This girl, 13, talking about... She said her school friends noticed she, uh, her newfound spending power and pestered her for money. If I didn't send it to them, they would bother me all day. If I told a teacher, I was afraid the teacher would tell my parents and now my parents would be angry. She also deleted chat and transaction records to hide the payments from her parents. Shoot, you telling me you didn't know where it was coming from, but she was over here doing the work to hide it? I, I, 
she gong reached out to several payment platforms to request refunds but says she has yet to recoup her losses on the full sum the story of the girl spending habits went viral in china in late may receiving more than 140 million views on weibo china's version of twitter a gaming addiction among youth in china is so prevalent that the country has introduced internet restrictions on teenagers and children teens in the country aren't supposed to play video games for more than three hours a week at a goal uh the chinese government said it was progressing steadily towards that's crazy that is crazy. And I knew these kids be addicted to these phones and be addicted to these games and all that. That wasn't news to me. I'm not going to act like it was, but that's outrageous. That is outrageous. $64,000. She had to get put on a stroll, bro. I ain't going to lie. She got to make my money back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I, I'm sorry. I can't. I'm oh man y'all we got a common segment on this one bro uh this is some shit we used to right here this ain't this ain't a new one this is something that you know and love fellas hit me one time we got to do better got to do better baby Today's episode of We Got to Do Better, a segment for We Got to Do Better. You already know that this segment is dedicated to us. This is some Negro activity, what's going on in our community and what we got going. Uh, so last week, uh, if y'all didn't know, uh, Miss Jackie Yo, um, I think she was on Wild Now too. I'm not sure. I, cause yeah, her and DC Unfly met on Wild Now. Uh, she was DC Unfly's. I don't think they were married uh i know they had kids together they was together for a long time that's you know they was in love whatever all that good stuff she uh she passed away last week i believe and if i'm not mistaken she died as a result of complications from plastic surgery um which is sad in and of itself i think that the impact that social media has had on how much pressure people but women in particular feel to fit into a very specific beauty standard is doing a lot of harm to all of us but the black community in particular um i think when you combine and i'm not saying that this is exactly what happened with her i'm I'm genuinely not I'm saying that this is what I do think has been the catalyst of all of these instances you've seen of these women of color who are dying as a result of plastic surgery is that in our community, like black people, we want to have it. You know what I'm saying? We want to have the stuff. We want to have whatever's, whatever's in style. We we make the style. We the trendsetters. So it's like we always want to be it. And I don't mean that even in a bad way. You know, it's just kind of like a thing. You know, it, it make us spend our money different. And as a ro- as a result, I feel like what it makes us do a lot of times is we spend a little bit more beyond our means than some cultures do and when you combine a propensity to already be living a little bit outside of your means 
with this social media culture that makes it seem like, first of all, no one's broke. No one's struggling. Everybody's perfectly beautiful. Everyone's got all the money. They got all the cars. They got everything, right? I think that's what you see pushing people in our community towards scamming. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get trying to get it fast because they see everybody with it. And for the women, I think it's where you see a lot of them pushing to go get these cosmetic surgeries that in a lot of cases they can't really afford. Right? So they're going to go get them, you know, flying to another country to get them done or going somewhere where they can get it done for the low here or or little things like that. And that's really, in my opinion, becoming a problem in our community because our women are dying at the hands of these surgeons. And that's that's crazy to me. I'm not here to say you shouldn't get plastic surgery or like, oh, I'm only here for natural bodies and all of that. I'm not saying that. But what I am absolutely saying is cosmetic surgery is surgery. Them doctors is going inside your body, putting you under anesthesia. And that's not something you should do lightly. And it's not something that you should take lightly in the same way that you would go out of the way to make sure that a doctor who was working on your brain or your heart or something else was really qualified and really a professional and wasn't out here on no fucking janky doctor ass shit. You got to do the same thing when it comes to them cosmetic procedures, because I hate read. Those are some of the stories I hate reading the most. I come across stories of women who die overseas getting these surgeries and then they get stuck over there. The doctors be lying to their families and shit like that. It's just, it's just crazy. And again, I, I'm not saying that that's what happened to Miss Jackie O. It's just, it just made me think about that. Um, and honestly, that's not even why I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it because this is exactly what she wanted. And when I'm talking about she, I'm talking about Azalea Dan Banks. She wanted to be talked about so damn bad. She would say anything to be talked about because this shit is just trash. Let me pull it up. Okay, hold on. It must be on my other Instagram because I saved it on my IG for y'all. Oh no. Did I not? I'm going to be able to find it either way. Oh, no. I know where it is. Sorry, y'all. I know y'all like, dang, dog. I got a lot of collections, y'all. I got ads, or not ads, articles that I be putting all over the place. Saved. Oh. Azalea Bakes slammed for implying Jackie O's death was karma for DC Young Fly. Azalea Banks is getting slammed on social media for implying that Jackie O's death was karma for DC Young Fly, who previously made jokes about the rapper on an episode. What? See, 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 look, this is why white outlets don't need to be writing stories about black news. Don't be calling Azalea Banks no rapper, bro. What Azalea Banks song you know? The fuck? Anyway. Um... 2018, the Anna Wintour musician, 32, accused the cast of the Nick Cannon-created improv uh, comedy show of mistreating her while she appeared as a guest. Banks refused DC, accused DC, I cannot read today. Banks accused DC, whose real name is John Whitfield, and other comedians of making colorist jokes about her, adding that she cried as a result of the alleged ridicule. Through the episode, though the episode was taped over five years ago, the 212 rapper they put 212 in quotes they need to start putting rapper in quotes anyway the 212 rapper brought brought it back up while speaking about how the how high two actor 31 
uh, as he mourned the death of his longtime partner. Oh, my bad. So, yeah, they, they're saying Azalea Banks was talking about, uh, brought it up again after DCM5 was mourning the death of his longtime partner. Um, this, this, is her, this is her IG post, y'all. But, but fuck it. Before I read the IG post, how in the fuck are you going to be mad about going on Wildin' Out, a show where they literally bring you on to roast you, basically, and be like, they made jokes about me and roasted me. That's what the fuck you signed up for. This is her post. Damn, DC Young Fly spent years disguising his own deeply rooted hatred of self as jokes pointed at women's beauty, projecting his own feelings about his own ugliness unto women, uh, perfectly secure in their own skin. Say what you want about my tears. They were pure tears of rage and not at all a sign of weakness because in the end, I won. I'm happy I cried and moved on. That Jackie O girl must have been so deeply insecure about herself and the nerve of DC to call such a gorgeous, uh, such a gorgeous woman as Azalea Banks ugly on national television while a bunch of black people laughed and ironically dead at 32 exactly on my 32nd birthday may 31st 2023 in miami florida you niggas gonna learn to stop fucking with me first of all i'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this because the bitch is obviously crazy you can't trust a motherfucker who referred himself in the first person bro she's talking about and they made azalea banks cry bitch do you know that you're azalea banks are you aware that you don't have to refer to yourself like that because it's you? You can just say me. Also, it's just wild how people say shit that don't even make sense. You out here full on raging so hard. You still so hurt behind this that you willing to say this man's partner deserved to die. Not even him, his girl. She deserved to die because you still so hurt about it. But in the post, you like, I mean, I'm secure and I, I know that I'm beautiful, so I don't care. No, you're not. No, you don't. You don't feel that way at all or else some jokes wouldn't have hurt you like that. And that shit manifested in itself and made you something so nasty that that let me know that it's some evil in you. I know I sound like one of them old black folks right now, but I mean that, bro. Like, it's... There's some shit that you just don't do. And I, I'm not even one of the people who, y'all, when 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 Mitch McConnell dies, am I gonna say that he look I'm, I'm am I gonna say a long live turkey turtle? Probably. You know what I'm saying? Like I might make a little off off-can joke about how the turtle's gone, ding dong, the turtle's gone. But I'm not gonna be like Ms. McConnell's wife deserves the pain that she feels right now because her husband is fucking dead because he's a fuck-ass bitch. He didn't even do this shit, but you feel what I'm saying? Like, if his wife died, that b- b- better better example. If Ms. McConnell's wife died, I wouldn't be like, that's what Turkey Turtle ass get. I hope that he crying all them tears. All them black people you disenfranchised was hurting too, you punk-ass bitch. And it's true. But I wouldn't say that or feel that way because what the fuck? Who does that? It doesn't even matter if you hate somebody. You just... Let them mourn the loss of somebody and let that shit keep moving, bro. That shit is just weird. I don't fuck with that at all. And people just want to be relevant so goddamn bad, bro. But you're not. You irrelevant. Anyway. 
That's all I got for We Gotta Do Better this week. I got one last segment we're going to get out of here today. Y'all, I'm calling this segment FTSPTA. You know what I'm saying? Parent, teacher, association of the Fuck This Shit podcast where we get to talk about what's been going on in this schooling. Because I've been realizing, y'all, there's so many stories that are directly related to school that, I mean, quite literally, it needs its own segment. So, uh, you know, here we are. School district restricts Bible after complaint calls it sex ridden. A suburban school district in Utah has banned the Bible in elementary and middle schools after a parent frustrated by efforts to ban materials from schools argued that some Bible verses were too vulgar or violent for younger children and the Book of Mormon should be next. Ooh, you coming for the Book of Mormon in Utah? Ooh, them Mormon mobs gonna get you, bruh. They gonna fucking bury your ass, my nigga. You think these motherfuckers ain't got all that pent up aggression? They sitting up there, can't get no cutty over there soaking. <laughs> Anytime I think of Mormons, I think about soaking. You gotta look it up. Soaking, just like it sounds. S o a k i n g. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. Some people say it's not real. Some people say it is. I will always believe it's real. They be soaking anyway. You know, like the song. I be stroking. They be soaking anyway. Uh, the 72,000 student Davis School District north of Salt Lake City removed the Bible from its elementary and middle schools while keeping it in high schools after a committee reviewed the scriptures in response to a parental complaint. The district removed other titles, including Sherman's Sherman Alexis, the absolutely true diary of a part time Indian, uh, John Green's looking for Alaska. Following a 2022 state law requiring districts to include parents in decisions and what constitutes as sensitive materials, the district reviewing committee, uh, <clears throat> the district review committee found that the while the Bible does not contain sensitive material as defined by state law, it includes elements of vulgarity or violence that are not suitable for younger students. On Friday, the complaint was submitted about the signature scripture of the predominant faith in Utah, the Church of Jesus. Oh, my goodness, y'all. On Friday, a complaint was submitted about the signature scripture of the predominant faith in Utah, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, widely known as the Mormon Church. Uh, someone filed a review request for the Book of Mormon, uh, but would not say what reasons were listed. Citing a school board privacy policy, he also said, uh, he also would not say whether it was from the same person who complained about the Bible. Representatives from the church declined to comment on the challenge. Members of the faith also read the Bible. Uh, Williams said that the district doesn't differentiate between requests to review books and doesn't consider whether complaints may be submitted in satire. The reviews are handled by a committee made up of teachers, parents, and administrators in a largely conservative community. The committee published its decision about the Bible in an online database of review requests and did not elaborate on its reasonings or which passages it found overly violent or vulgar. Y'all, this is great. I'm not going to lie. I love this. My position on this has always pretty much been the same. I'll be a little bit more specific on one part of it, though. I do believe that parents should have a right to know what, what titles are available in schools, what schools are teaching, and all of that shit. If it was 
if they were advocating for a process by which teachers could or not teachers i'm sorry parents could review the available materials in a school and decide which books they didn't want their children to have access to i'd be perfectly fine with that like if you could go and say i don't want my child to have access to this lgbtq material it makes me uncomfortable or this is too sexual or whatever right you should be able to go put it on file and if your kid tries to go get that book from the library they shouldn't be able to get it if it's the teacher is passing that out in, in class your kid should get an alternate assignment and it should really be that simple because you should have the right to determine what your child has access to but what these people are doing is the culture war thing that i'm completely against because it's antithetical to what education is supposed to be. Like you trying to restrict access to things based on race, based on gender identity, based on sexuality, all of these other things, but all those things really exist in the world. So I don't believe in taking those things completely out of school because school is supposed to prepare you for the world in a way. So when you sanitize it to a point to where it doesn't accurately reflect the world, then you're doing all the kids a disservice, in my opinion. If you don't want your kids to access those materials, I completely agree that they shouldn't have to. But I don't know. It just something about it. It just I just don't like the idea. I don't like the way they push it. I don't like the way they move it. It, it just, it's not really about protecting kids. It's about controlling kids. It's like, you can control your kid, but you can't control my kid. And as a parent, I don't know why more parents don't seem to have an issue with that part of the parental rights movement that's going on right now, largely driven by the right, which is that these people don't just want to control their kids. They want to control your kids too. And I don't want you to be the one who decides what my kid does and doesn't have access to. That's on me. And y'all are claiming that the schools want to do that, but what y'all are pushing for is the opposite. Y'all control your kids. You don't want your kids to learn shit. You don't want your kids to know the shit. Then that's completely on you and up to y'all. But my kids shouldn't be subject to that. Period. Um, I know y'all hear Blaze back there going crazy. Uh, Key sent me this story, y'all. I couldn't, I had already saw it and I was going, I was going to bring it up, but, uh, yeah, Key sent it to me too. You know, Key's, Key shows so much love to the podcast. I got to bring it up. Texas school superintendent arrested in sting in which officers posed as teens. A Texas school super, superintendent sent lewd photos to an undercover officer posing as a 15 year old girl. He's planning to meet with, or he planned to meet with Keith. Michael Keith Stevens, 47, superintendent of the Atasca Independent School District, was arrested on Thursday and accused of online solicitation of a minor, according to court records. Stevens was detained at the Harris County Jail Friday afternoon. Online records indicate his bond was set at $100,000. It was not immediately clear if he had retained an attorney. Stevens' relatives could not be immediately reached for comment. Stevens was one of seven people arrested after an undercover operation with more than a dozen law office uh, law enforcement agencies. Officer, <coughs> officers posed as teens aged 13, 14, and 15 and communicated online. 
He sent pictures of his private parts and asked for new videos and images in return, the constable said. He told the undercover investigator he was at work and some of the disturbing photos appear to be taken in his office. Uh, and during the conversation, he was planning a trip to Houston to engage in sex acts. Stevens has been around children his entire work life. He's been a coach, a principal, an assistant principal in various towns across uh, North Texas, and he's married with no children. No one with the Atasca schools could be reached for comment on Friday. A statement from the school district on the Facebook page said it was contacted by the Harris County Sheriff's Department um, and Superintendent Michael Stevens was taken into custody until more facts are confirmed. No further action can be shared. The Board of Trustees will be convening with a meeting to review the matter and take appropriate action. Uh, in a video statement, Rosen encouraged parents to be vigilant about monitoring their children's online activity. These cases should wake up, wake, should be a wake up call for parents, blah, 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 blah. Um, it, that is true about being a parent. You gotta be most vigilant of the people who have the most access to your kids. And I know that that seems like common sense, but it's almost when you're in it, it doesn't, it doesn't be like that. You entrust these people more because you have to, you do trust your, your uh, student, your students, you do trust your kids, teachers, you do trust the principal at the school. You do trust the pastor. You do trust the babysitter. You do trust the nanny because you need help. The, 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 um, the adage it takes a village is real. You need help around you in order to really accept help from someone. You do have to trust them to an extent. If you're with my kid and I don't trust you, I'm on you all the time trying to make sure you do what you're supposed to be doing. I can't even do what I'm supposed to be doing outside of my kid. But that's where it's a, a catch 22 because that same trust is what people exploit so they can get close to your kids. And I would be shocked if we find out that this individual doesn't have a history of some kind of child predation in, in a way before this moment this can't be the first time that this has ever come up now you've been working around kids your whole life and you got these kind of ideologies or you got these kind of fetishes or ideations or whatever you want to call them uh i'm hard pressed to believe you never did nothing before <laughs> but i will say this well, all the years of to catch a predator and fucking all the televised child predator things we've seen on TV and just everything you know. What in your mind would lead you to send a picture of your dick to a girl online telling you she's 15? Dog, I know for a fact you think you got a bunch of friends on Twitter. I bet you, I bet you, you be retweeting for a DM of sexy news, don't you? I bet you, you be clicking the spam emails when they're like, it's hot milfs in your area. Yo, dumbass, believe anything that's in front of you, don't you? Nigga, that's the police. It's always the police. I mean, I'm glad that they don't know it's the police because I'm glad they're getting caught, but I mean, it's still... It still blows me how these motherfuckers be so stupid, bro. They've been doing this since AOL chat rooms. The police jump in the chat room. They be like, oh, I'm I'm 15 years old. Can you bring lollipops when you come over? And then these motherfuckers be like, yeah, I love to be there. And they walk in with their dick all in their hand, looking stupid as fucking. And Chris Hansen walks out and he goes, hey, hey there, buddy. What are you doing? That's really the best case scenario. 
at least you get to be famous. At least you get to be on TV. That's all I'm saying, bro. If you, I was gonna say, if you, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it anyway. If you're a child predator, the online thing is a scam. I'm not trying to really give you advice. I hope. I mean, don't don't prey upon children. I got kids, and I'm gonna be real with you. My kids crazy. Trying to fuck with one of my kids, they be to pull your balls off. So maybe you need to get that shit under control. You need some therapy or something like that. But definitely, bro. Anytime I read them stories and I see some shit about a motherfucker, I'm like, bro, they got him in the chat room again, huh? <laughs> this is the last story we got on FTSPTA, and then we're going to be out of here, y'all. <clears throat> Kid roast teacher over lies about Columbus. How can white people teach black history? That's the quote. When we're taught about Columbus, uh, Christopher Columbus in school, we hear the glorified version. We don't hear about how he probably wasn't even the first European to discover America, how he actually thought he landed in India because he believed the world was pear-shaped and much smaller than it actually is, and, of course, his brutal treatment of the native populations. Alana Kohlberg recently took to Facebook to share a school journal entry by a Detroit uh, school child named King. In the journal, King blasts a teacher for teaching lies about Columbus. Today was not a good learning day. Blah, blah, blah. I only want to hear you not talking. You <laughs> you said something wrong, and I can't listen when I hear lies. My mom said that, though, only... <laughs> my mom said that, though, only Christopher... Oh, my God. So what I'm reading, y'all, is a handwritten letter, so I'm sorry. It was... Uh, I couldn't get it. My mom said the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace because Columbus didn't find our country. The Indians did. Like, I have Columbus Day off. Uh, oh, sorry. I like to have Columbus Day off, but I want you to not teach the lies. That is all. My question for the day is how can you white people teach black history? King Jordan. Bruh. The funniest thing to me about this is what else would you expect from a little boy named King? You know, you know how the parents who be naming they, they babies King and Queen and you know, you know how them, you know that's how them parents be. You know that this motherfucker walking in here full on hotep in the third grade with the kufi on. Talking about I'm not going to stand for this praise of allegiance to subjugate myself to your white lies. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm all for my little nigga. I'm dead behind the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace, though. He don't even know who Christopher Wallace is, bro. Oh, little young nigga. Acting like you know about Biggie. You don't know nothing about no goddamn Biggie. <laughs> anyway, y'all, man, that's the episode, man. I'm done. I'm about to go kick it for a few hours before I got to go get on the clock, man. It's been real as always. Love and peace to the homies. I will see y'all next week. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth billions. Huh. 
Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they bury him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and